I have a drum routine I'm trying to practice. Yeah, give me a sec. <laughs> Speaking of drum routines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> Something it's about sports. college football. Yeah, it feels like college Insert football. Insert Ohio State drum oh, march yeah. here. I, I told Tyler this before uh, the show started that uh, I was trying to, I was trying to come up with all these ideas of like funny ways I could introduce uh, right. the episode. And because one, we were in uh, Columbus over the weekend and two uh it was also the first week of college football so it's like how do i introduce that somehow and all of my ideas involved copyrighted music in some form or another and i was just like fuck and then ian i, I mean buttfart 69 did uh the, the best thing possible uh-huh, uh-huh. which was give me a prompt oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know that's great. I'm I'm really glad. Calling it a like prompt is a little loose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I find myself of... in the curious position when when they said that, like everything was copyrighted. I was like, wow, maybe this is the first and only time I will ever be like, wow, thank God for the strict copyright <laughs> laws <laughs> <laughs> preventing YouTube creators from doing anything. <laughs> comment last week of oh it's really uh, i just really hate it when you guys talk about sports ball and it's just like listen first of all if you call it sports ball fuck off you sound like an idiot um it's actually the most obnoxious thing in the world it's the same thing when people make fun of you're like oh are you playing a card game uh two uh if you watch this podcast Mm -hmm. and you know anything about me even slightly uh, you should know that leaving comments like that only make me want to talk about sports more. Uh, so stop fucking doing it so I can hear it. <laughs> this is now a sports podcast. <laughs> yes. Just slowly, I, sl- slowly over time, this is going to become a sports podcast. Uh, the more I, I also have, have hit the baseball into the field goal. <laughs> <laughs> For seven points? Maybe. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> um so okay, that's that's cold open. We've got a cool cold open. Good. Tyler, I like, you I like been... this new cold open is like let's chastise a listener just once an episode. And that's great. Yeah. And I love that. It's great. Yeah. It was Max. So if you want to hey, actually week. that's there's a new Patreon tier. If you want to just be like the little you want to get rizzed. Yeah, if you want to <laughs> just have Cal and I just take a fucking dump on your being, uh just you know, leave a comment. It's probably something innocuous that vaguely prompts Callahan to ask about anything, and you're just gonna get a full yeah, It really doesn't have to be much. It's, it yeah. could be anything. <laughs> just a big social um, dump right on your face. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh okay, so so Tyler. This is the first episode that you have been on since Ian has become the official co-host. Yeah, I believe. Uh, Yay. Well, if I had known that, I wouldn't have come. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) We'll take that into consideration. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so we've come into this new era of the Mind Sculptors podcast, Mm. and that's Mm -hmm. where... In this new era, we have to figure out what we're going to do to introduce the show. Uh, obviously, uh, there's we, we've done all sorts of different things. We flashed 
in the intro in the middle of people's points. Uh, we have done there's just no intro I yeah we did uh lewis. we did shock jock uh lewis yep. suggestion was uh to talk about how queer we were which we did that one was fun um yeah <laughs> and i feel like we've done a couple uh, you know uh, variants so far for sure yeah what what is your addition to this rich tapestry yes. Yes. of mind sculptors intros mm-hmm. i think we should all make mouse noises at the same okay. time that's really interesting. Now, I've, I've, I'm noticing a theme because you were recently on the Howling Salt Mine podcast where I heard you make, I believe Tony make a bunch of whale noises. So is this like, a, like a, a thematic thing for you now? I, I like animals. What's, what's wrong with that? Okay, okay. You, you're going to look down on that? You're going to figure out some like sports ball equivalent to just like talk yeah. down to people who like animals? Like, I'm sure, I'm sure there's one. It's like the Miami Dolphins, which is also an animal. <laughs> Yeah, I did it. I did uh, it. No, not another sports segue. <laughs> I'm not the one who did it. It wasn't me. Okay, all right, all right. Let's, I think, Cal, why don't you start off with the mice noise? What? Well, hi, everybody. Huh? <laughs> okay, that was ready. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Mind I'm Callahan. Huh? Now, I was also going to do a cartoon <laughs> mouse, but definitely, or I guess, rat. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna be like, "Hey, you gotta stir the pasta." <laughs> In reference to ratatouille, which is oh not a good joke, but it made me laugh. Oh, <laughs> uh, now I wish I could remember any of the lines from that Courage the Cowardly Dog episode where there's a rat that helps out the mean guy who shoots ball of sadness into people, turns them gray. Holy crap! What you a think about how much of a trip that show was. Um, let me tell you, I watched that episode on mushrooms. Not a good idea. Do not watch this <laughs> episode on mushrooms. You know what? I'm willing, terrible. I'm willing to just bet and just yeah. say this as a blanket statement to probably just not watch Courage, the Cowardly Dog on, on mushrooms. any drugs. Yeah, I, think I, I just think that's, yeah. Yeah. I think that's just a blank as a blanket statement, probably a safe yeah, hundred uh, percent. Like, like for me, watching Spy Kids High was already a lot. So like, I don't know about courage <laughs> on any sort of drugs. Like, now a good movie people, to watch. For some people is a lot. <laughs> a good movie to watch while high is Encanto. It's huh. a very good one. It's very like visually stimulating. Hmm. And I don't know what this is about me as a person because I guess this is how we're starting this episode. Uh, but I like. So I went and saw Doctor Strange for the first time, right? And I was like, oh, this movie's so great. Visuals are beautiful. All of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, a year and a half later, I was like, I'm going to go with some of my friends. We're going to sit in our apartment. We're going to get high. We're going to watch Doctor Strange. And I'm, like, ready for my mind As you do. blown, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, all these visuals. There's the kaleidoscope effects. And I don't know if it's me. Like, I'm just a narc of a person. But I remember watching it being like, man, I liked this movie a lot more the first time. And that was what I <laughs> <laughs> second watch was not There's like like why did i turn into a big old narc when i got high i thought i would have been like whoa magic but i was like oh come on really those effects like <laughs> those effects <laughs> that was clearly rushed <laughs> amazing amazing well uh tyler welcome to the show uh it's <laughs> it's almost like uh it's been a while since i've seen you uh it's been a whole two days mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Since yeah I've seen that you. sounds about right uh yep this is our I, uh, airbnb crew <laughs> yeah this was yeah. so uh 
as you would know from the title of this episode, we all went and played at SCG Con's five CEDH 5K event in Columbus OHIO. Had to get it in there. Go Bucks. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, we all played there. Uh, we all, uh, Ian top 16. I got my first top 16 and top four. Woo-hoo. super exciting and i'm and, a piece of shit <laughs> and yeah uh but what did, how'd you do in the tournament <laughs> we knew I, you were a piece of shit about yeah no i went one three drop it was not great yeah but i had a really fun time yeah tell it you could easily tell people you're just wounded satellite they wouldn't know the difference <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I know Wounded listen, Satellite is watching this. Seven, and and Wounded Satellite is five, seven, and three quarters. He was very sure to tell us that. <laughs> There's a huge difference. It's true. He did make a whole point about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we we actually we got to uh, I got to meet Wounded Satellite for the first time over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Great people. Uh, but so over the weekend we played in that. Uh, so we thought we'd talk about it a little bit. And so obviously, Tyler, you were playing, uh, you know, well, you were, as, as you were playing Rog side, right? Yeah. No, Tyler should indicate. He was obviously yeah. playing. It was Mar- Mardu Summer. It's just kidding. Right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you were playing Dehada. What, what were your thoughts on Dehada? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, as always, I mean, I just really love its ability to ramp and slam huge creatures. That's the, mm-hmm. that's oh, the yeah, main yeah. feature really of that good. deck. Yeah. Uh, so for those who can't read sarcasm um, because I know you're in our audience uh, Tyler actually played Kinnon and so what was kind of you know obviously Kinnon's your deck it is the thing that you play the most Uh, what was your kind of feel about taking it into Columbus like going into the event I was pretty nervous about it because um, I had just made a bunch of changes uh, the previous weekend and I didn't feel like I had really finished testing those um, mm-hmm. and then made more changes, which is not what you do. I just <laughs> doubled down on that and said, I yeah. don't have enough time to test this. Maybe it'll be fine anyway. And yeah. <laughs> I don't think that was necessarily wise. Um, so I'm a little off the list that I've been on for a long time. And that was partly because um, I feel like lately I've I've felt like um, I would would do better if if my faster game plan was a little bit better because Kinnon usually always kind of has a fast game plan and a slow game plan and they're both pretty good to be honest right but um the the fast game plan side of my deck i was really ignoring and and letting stagnate for quite a while and well i mean uh, like famously i think like one of the things that your list always had was like just no mirage mirror whatsoever right so like that was definitely yeah Yeah. i wasn't running it for ages yeah I, Mm -hmm. i cut it um and I mean, in the sense that, like, I think most players would probably say if you're going to cut outlets um, and the outlets are Mirage Mirror and Thrasios and Treasure Vault, everyone would cut Mirage Mirror first. Right. There is that. But yeah. um, I'm not sure it was right to cut it in the first place. Um, I I did like the, you know, real overpowering, like, like double down on big creatures stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the format is just fast enough that I'm not sure that does as well in a tournament environment. So I've been slowly yeah. um, trying to get resettled 
in a list that is also capable of a faster game plan, but clearly haven't quite figured it out yet. Yeah, I that was not too far off from a lot of the decisions I made for Tivit because uh, I played Tivit over the weekend. <laughs> Uh, and a lot of the decisions that I made in that were, okay, we can go really fast, but also we need to be able to grind the game out because something that I think is kind of a misnomer is a lot of people think, look at Tivit and are like, oh, it's like a card advantage outlet. And I really don't like looking at it that way. I kind of look at that as like the worst case scenario is me cracking clues is not where I ever want to be. And so I kind of played, I've kind of taken this approach with Tivit recently where Tivit really only comes down when I need to win the game or I need like some like a big ass blocker in yeah. are the two situations i 100 percent agree with you as someone who also plays like a lot of it like there's just I, I don't why but people like don't understand like the the real commander of the deck is like whatever little tivits exist right so it's your opposition agent it's your risk yeah. study it's your one ring right like those are the commander of the deck and then tivit comes down and it becomes, finishes the game right tivit's your finishing move and it doesn't have to Loser. be a quick finishing move right yeah it's it can be like a, a seven turn finishing move right but tivit finishes the game yeah. um whether it's time sieve whether it's just absolutely beating face whether it's going from these card advantage because like tivit by itself is an okay card advantage engine right right but uh, what, uh, 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 i don't know that i would say that i think it's a pretty okay. poor card advantage engine i think i think okay I is enough right i'm not saying it's a good one i think yeah. okay is perfectly app description right? at, at a bare minimum it says whenever tivit deals damage draw a card, draw a card. and create yeah, two okay and create yeah, that's what I'm saying. well and create three no two two clues two, right two clues yeah, yeah. sure and then yeah right and then that's any sort of mana flood anything like that like then yields more results for it right so like mm-hmm. I, I would describe it as just okay sure. right um but what tivit does is it guarantees that scenario in which you can go from okay i have a card advantage engine i.e my you know, tally and risk study one ring, etc. And then you go, oh well, I actually have two, and this one's a clock on the table, and this one's providing more resources, and it's adding more mana, right? And then right. you go, okay, it's adding all of these things now, but it's once again that closing aspect of it. It is, it is the transition from slight board control, that mid-range engine, to the actual finishing engine, right? Yeah. And you mentioned Talion. Talion was one of the cards that uh, I was trying out in the deck that i didn't see at all over the weekend it do be like that sometimes uh, but <laughs> i have played games with the deck since and i have gotten to play talion multiple times since then and i uh, because the replacement that i made was i put uh i replaced notion thief with talion because uh notion thief you know we've talked about this before you've talked about this is that notion thief is just kind of like not great at the moment um and so my thought was okay i still want another advantage engine that kind of punishes my opponents a little bit italian fits right there it's also four mana it's yep. quite literally the deck is not changing very much other than you just play it at sorcery speed and right. okay yeah. um and it doesn't die to bowmasters right. yeah so. it doesn't die to bowmasters it's a chonky boy um and then uh, the other thing that i was trying obviously was beseech the mirror which felt less like i was testing it Mm-hmm. And more like uh, I was just playing it because I knew it would be good. Like it's a very like right. uh, it was generically good for me over the weekend. I got 
I know at least, I believe a minimum of one win off of mm-hmm. beseech the mirror to get Thassa's Oracle and then cast Tainted Pack. That was yeah. my hand. So and, like and because at, all content creators are time travelers, it is important context to uh, recognize that this tournament came out on uh, pre-release day, basically right. of Throne of or sorry, Wilds of Eldraine, right? Yeah. And because of that, uh, the reason we're talking about these cards is if like we're just so fresh on them is literally because they have been legal for about twelve hours by the time this tournament starts, right? right? So that is is sort of the idea of like what cal's talking about here right with like yeah all all of the legacy people who were like who broke the card already hadn't got a chance to even play the card at this point Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and so i was very happy with how it performed and i i kind of knew because we talked about this in our set review i was kind of confident that it was going to be generically good anyway because it's kind of like a mono black bring to light in some regard um but like other than that, uh, the big things that I was doing differently than most Tivit decks really was uh, like a little bit more card advantage engines and a little bit more of just kind of like general generic like. I, I don't know how to describe Shieldred. Shieldred. Shieldred's my big spice. It's like draw hate, I guess. Um, but it's also I mean, just a clock. Yeah, I mean, that that's one of the things whenever people ask me about it, they're like, well, well, what does it really do? And I was like, well, I mean, it pressures life totals, but also it does make Tivit math easier. Um, so like there are some things like that. Yeah. Yeah, Shildra just just cleans things up a little bit in, in like a, a very ultimate way. Yeah, uh, I, I not at the tournament, but uh with this deck, I have won the game by playing a shielded and then casting a windfall mm-hmm. and just murdering my opponents. Yeah, uh, that has it. been a real way to win with this deck. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, obviously, it performed really good. I went three one and one overall uh, in Swiss, which was uh, pretty exciting. Uh, and then, Ian, you played. I played you in the first round, mm-hmm. and you can attest I had a turn one or a stick into a turn two shieldred. Um, yeah, it was kind of nuts. And I yeah. molded into an unkeepable pile of cards. <laughs> yeah. What were in, in for people who uh, aren't aware, what were you playing that weekend? Yeah, so I was playing uh Sisse Weatherlight Captain, uh, the slight variant on the one that I've like, I top forward chaos three treasure series with. And then I also did an entire deck tech on my channel about it. So yeah, if you have questions about the nature of that deck, that's a good place to uh, to check it out because I did like a lot of talking about that deck. Um, <clears throat> it's it's just a solid deck. Uh, mm-hmm. I sort of went into the the tournament expecting it to do the thing where it just kind of uh, sneaks through a lot of stuff and then explodes. Um, and it did that for some of the games I played. I didn't play as many games as I would have liked to have played mm-hmm. uh, for a five round tournament, and we can get into that later. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah and yeah that, that's about it like it, it the deck did fine it's still a deck that i really really enjoy in the format um people are definitely uh paying more attention to it now that i very loudly told them to pay attention to it yeah uh, so my bad uh <laughs> but it's it's also like really solid and it still catches people off guard and those who are not familiar with the lines will still struggle to like beat it um mm-hmm. but it definitely uh i guess it, it struggles from the need to develop itself right yeah. like unless you have a crazy dockside hand the deck still needs to like 
get an engine online, right? So there are going to be games where your opponents sort of just punk you in the early game, like in our game, basically, right? Where like you <laughs> yeah. had an insane start and my other um, the other two people who were also playing against you just kind of did nothing the jack all right so like in that circumstance like sissy's never going to win from behind like that unless i get enough time to like steal a game from you which mm-hmm. i didn't have right um so but the, i mean the deck performed well as i mentioned uh you know one my one of the two matches i needed to make top 16 we drew a bunch of matches and then uh the top 16 match i got absolutely climbed on by wounded's nut start so <laughs> <laughs> so uh let's go through kind of the rounds a little bit because mm-hmm. we went into it uh, going uh, kind of, you know, you and I obviously played uh, round one, which was really neat. Uh, Tyler, your round one, what were the decks that you played against? Do you remember? I do. Um, I was in third seat and um, in first seat was a Kest Dissident Mage deck. Uh, second seat was Joyra, but it was Suspend Joyra, the old one, yeah. which was surprising um <laughs> and then um uh, in fourth seat across from me was um i i think it was teen k almost certain okay definitely timna i think teen k um and yeah it was it was a weird matchup i did not expect to see the <laughs> the joyra yeah and did you did you win your first round or did you lose the first round i forget which was the no i lost one. the first round Ooh, okay. um i i misremembered that was um that was not my first round. That was my second round that I just described. Okay. Sorry. My first round, um, I don't I don't really remember the other decks, but um the deck to my right was Kinnon. Um and the Kinnon player before me in turn order was the one that won it with um I think they had um Basalt Monolith Treasure Vault just in hand from the start. Um nice. so they just kept a fast basalt hand. Um and it seemed like, you know, just no one no one had kept interactive hands. So that was enough. Yeah. It do be that way sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I know. And uh, it, it kind of reminds me, you talked about like the, the seat seating order. And this is one of the things uh, that was wild for me was. Literally, the only game I did not go first in was our finals match. I went first the entire day. I don't know how, uh, but the the die roll because they, you know, it was, you know, everybody would go. You would roll to see who goes first uh in every pod and i literally just went first all event long and you know i ended up losing one in swiss because of like and just had a bad hand but like it was nuts i've never gotten to go first that many times in a row like it was it was absolutely wild sounds great <laughs> yeah which is why uh you know other tournament organizers having uh seated seats that you know rotate around and try and re-randomize is, is kind of nice <laughs> i'm a big fan of that yeah um overall i'm a bigger fan of that style mm-hmm. um but fun. i also like it was funny because we were talking to wounded satellite about it too is it doesn't necessarily change the seat variance that much overall because like you can still have events where you're still just third and fourth, third and fourth, third and fourth. Um, and sometimes you'll just be going first a lot still, even in that system. So it's just like mm-hmm. uh, the the variance of where you are seated is just a little bit more like logical with the other systems of, yeah. of running tournaments. Uh, whereas with this one, it was just by a die roll. Um, it's also just unnecessary time in the round, right? Like, Yep. Mm. Like, 
you know, it could be 20 seconds, but it's still there, right? Yeah. I'd rather be shuffling up. I think it's longer down, than that, you know? too, because it, it like stops people from starting to look at their mulligans because usually mm-hmm. you don't want to look um, until you know seed order because it affects right. at least gemstone conference hands. But it really it affects more than that. You know, it affects the, the game plans you can keep and the ones you can't. Oh, yeah. The, the, well, the difference I, of keeping a hand with Rogzai going first and Rogzai going fourth is like way different. It's right? like way different. Well, and that was one of the things that we talked about. Uh, so in my finals match, I was playing the turn order was Atraxa, Wounded Satellite on Kinnon. I was playing Tivit going third. And then fourth was another Atraxa deck. And this was one of the things that I, you know, talked about a little bit with you after the event was I had, to, I had some good, I can get Tivit out fast hands early in like my first couple seven but they didn't really do much outside of that and they didn't mm-hmm. do anything to answer what was going on at right. the table which i right. knew i was gonna have to do and mm-hmm. so i ended up having to mold down to five and it was a one lander with a mana vault and a blind obedience and mm-hmm. a piece of interaction and i was like well let's hope that's enough and yeah. uh, it was not uh <laughs> but i do know that it stopped uh max from winning the turn before the person who won won. Right. So it's like it wasn't necessarily incorrect. It was just like kind of getting like just kind of what it was, if that makes sense. Because yeah. if I don't keep that hand, I'm losing regardless just to a different player. I mean, uh yeah, in the semifinals, I, I lost on a hand that was turn one Sisse with a blind obedience. So like I get it. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just like, you know what? It is what it is sometimes. Uh-huh, um uh-huh. My semifinal match, I did fuck all, and I still won. Um, <laughs> I think I cast two spells before I just went Thassa's Oracle, Tainted Pack. Um, and it Turns was just... WinCon good. Yeah. Uh, fun fact. Uh, I mean, and to be fair, there was like a, a, a little bit of a fight over... There's There was somebody who earlier in the match was playing Malcolm Ta- uh, Timna and had like demonic consultation for an ad nauseum and the ad nauseum was third from the bottom so it was like mm. a big go for it play that didn't really mm. pay off um but interesting the turn after they did that i was like all right well let's see if we have it so i had muddle in hand so we muddled uh transmuted muddle get tainted packed and then a, another turn cycle goes around and then i just present the win and nobody had interaction yeah maybe people are gonna let you win it's pretty good <laughs> yeah yeah, so I, the gruel, yeah, the gruel player didn't have a counterspell for that. No, the gruel didn't. The gruel player did not have uh, a counterspell. So there was a gruel player. They were playing. I forget what the uh, one part of the background uh, commander was. It uh, is street urchin with Ernest the Gloomstalker. Yeah, that's one. just literally um, this forty and minutes ago. <laughs> the there was a lot of discussion in that game about. Uh, there were there was a bowmasters and there was also that that player had played a sylvan safekeeper and there was a lot of discussion about where a bowmasters trigger should go and i mean that player politicked his ass off to keep the the safekeeper around mm-hmm. and one of the things that i did was like kind of put some pressure on that safekeeper and it made him sacrifice i think like two lands mm-hmm. uh, and that was one of the things that in that game one of the players who who had the original bowmasters was like well you know, they'll just sack lands and it's not going to do anything. And I'm like, yeah, but 
you're attacking their mana by doing that. Right. So like, it's like it's there's every trigger is a strip mine. Like yeah, that's it's like not bad. Yeah. And we the somehow the uh gruel player was able to talk the uh, Malcolm Timna player into using the Bowmaster's triggers on an archivist of Ogma that the uh Marnius player had. And mm. I was sitting there and I was just like, I don't really think that's the prescient threat, but you know, I, I not going to over politic in that situation. And mm-hmm. I had a Phyrexian metamorph in hand. So when it got to my term, I just made a copy of the bow masters and shot down the safekeeper and made them have to fight over it. Um, but that was, that was literally the most, the, basically what I did in that game was I made a copy of Bowmasters and then I muddled for Tainted Pact. Ah, good. <laughs> good interactive magic. Love yeah, it was, it was a real real humdinger of a game. <laughs> uh, so overall with the event, mm. like what was y'all's kind of feelings on the event generally speaking? Um, um, how it was organized and like the the players that were there like what like how good was the competition overall um that sort of stuff so i mean they they royally screwed the pooch on a few areas if i'm being honest there were some like a lot of it overall was fine um Mm -hmm. but like there were some big misses uh one of the first ones being that they did not post standings until round four yeah so literally one of my round four opponents goes well i've actually only won one game and not two but i don't know what round they misreported it. So I guess I'm just kind of here. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you were at SCG Baltimore, that 5k, uh, you will know that this is earlier than they posted standings for that one, which was yeah. um, only sure. after the end of Swiss, yeah. which is less helpful. <laughs> Excuse yeah, me. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Correct. That was, um, that was pretty frustrating. It was still the same time because it was after round four because there's only four at Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, standing standing should be available. It it impacts relevant decisions. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My my biggest uh, issue with the SCG Con and uh, that 5K and how they ran things was specifically their point system was fucking ridiculous. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it made absolutely no sense. Uh, you 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 ranked players in how they died to. Uh, no, that was in Baltimore too. Yeah, yeah, where been. you like decide like who died in what order in order yeah. to like determine ties. And yeah, so that is their overarching tiebreaker as compared to opponent match win percentage, right? So the idea is that like, oh, okay, so I am playing Tivit. Oh, this is a great example. Cal did this. Yeah, uh, Cal is playing Tivit. Uh, Tivit is a deterministic combo in which uh, they will take infinite turns and eliminate players one by one through manual combat damage, right? So it's not like anyone was technically eliminated at a different time, right? But because it is technically a, I take a turn, I kill a person, I take a turn, I kill a person, I take a turn, I kill a person, right? Um, Although I did hear afterwards that technically uh, they were declaring loops that ended through the same game but action. But see, this is, this is why it's yeah. a bad well, system. This is why it's a problem, yeah, right? Yeah, like this, the, the fact that we're having nuanced discussion We about shouldn't it have to have this conversation. Yeah. It should just be put into one percentage yeah. and move the fuck. Up. This is yeah. the thing that this is the thing I've been yelling about for years, ever since I've ran. Be, I'm, I have a lot of feelings about this because mm-hmm. I've been running in-person events. I guess I haven't in like two years, uh, but I, I've run in-person events at my LGS and figured mm-hmm. all of this shit out. I can do, like Phoenix and I have done all of this work. And so when I saw people, uh, especially people like SCG, just like redoing all the same like issues. Wonders. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, hey, we have these answers. They are available. You can go find mm-hmm. them. And they just are working from square one on their own. And it's mm-hmm. it's absolutely unnecessary because okay if you don't want to use a uh, command tower sure i get that but you don't need to reinvent the pairings wheel it's right. not listen there's nothing novel about like command towers like formula or whatever it's mm-hmm. a pretty normal pairing system it's just clean yeah, yeah it's just very clean at what it does you this is what i've been saying this since like 2018 you don't need to reinvent the wheel for EDH for tournaments. Just do what you have done for tournaments for since the beginning of Magic mm-hmm. and just make it four-player pods and stuff too. It's so, not so hard. Yeah, here's what I found really interesting about this whole thing, right? So what, the big thing that ended up making a giant splash in the last round of Swiss was that... <laughs> uh, Players were not so. For example, you get a you get one point for a draw, five points for a win, right? right. Um, players were not paired by their point totals at the end of the Swiss. They were paired by their wins, right? Which sounds like kind of pedantic if you don't analyze it, right? But then if you start to think about it, you had some people who had two wins and two draws, right? Who were locked for top sixteen, playing against people who had two wins and two losses who were or on one win and three losses or for example with max once again the the second place player and yourself right who were in third place going yeah. into that round playing against so so two locked players or i guess you you were forced into a win and end, right yeah uh, but max who was already locked into top 16 was forced to play against people who were on the bubble people who literally could not even qualify for top 16 and so it would create these scenarios where some people were forced to play that didn't need to play and mm-hmm. things like that. And so if you were at the tournament, this, you got to see Cal yeah. Justice make an appearance. 
yeah, uh, yeah. Cal Justice a little bit. <laughs> got, I, listen again, I wasn't trying to, but I was just yeah, like, yeah. this is fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. So, but to, to, to clarify, right? This is actually, I did not mind this system because it discouraged IDs. I think there is a serious conversation if you go 2-0 to start the tournament to go, I'm going to draw my next yep. three rounds and lock myself into top 16. Because uh, 2-0-3, 90% of the time in a tournament of that size, especially like 100 and something people, right? When you start to hit like the 200 amount, right? That becomes a lot less guaranteed, right? But two wins and three draws is 100% going to like lock you into a lot of top 16s for X amount of time, right? So by using the system that they did, right, which once again said the the 202s can still play the 22s, right, and be forced to play magic, which is like kind of the thing we're all fucking there for, right? right. <laughs> uh, I, I don't mind that system, right? I don't mind this idea that like you're forced to play the win and ins over and over again because that creates an entertaining system. It creates entertaining magic and it creates scenarios where people aren't like, cool, I had a hot streak and I got the lazy the rest of the day. That right. sucks. That sucks so bad, right? So... Star City had this system, which I don't know if it was meant to fix the ID system or if it was just the way they were doing it. Um, but I think it's actually good for the health of the format overall and for the tournament scene. But the problem was, and this is where we run into the issue of this, mm -hmm. was that they didn't tell people that's how they were doing yeah. it. <laughs> so then a bunch of us idiots were all ID'd yeah. on round four, expecting to go play against people we had the same amount of points with in round five and, and then ID, ID into the top 16. Yep. Right. So instead, a bunch of people ID'd around they didn't have to ID. They drew a match that they did not have to draw. And they got put in scenarios where they were still playing a win in in, therefore completely invalidating their fourth round and creating a scenario where every single one of us went, okay, well, I should have just played round four and had a chance to win. So instead of two chances to winning, I now am in a scenario where I could low roll, end up in a scenario and lose out of top 16 yeah. when it should have been a guarantee. So once again, fine with the system. I actually think it's probably good for the health of the format overall yeah. if you don't want draw locks because that's going to keep happening, right? Like I, as a player, I want to guarantee my the, top 16 The only slot, difference right? I, I need, would, yeah. The only change I would make to that system is one, tell people. Two, also like um, the, the whole tiebreakers based on who was eliminated well, yeah, yeah. eliminate i'm not, I'm not even shit. talking about that shit. yeah i'm talking about like literally the you will be paired up with people who have the same amount of wins yeah as you. i i, I, I agree with you i think a good system. i agree with you uh <laughs> because that's one of the things where i very much to your point it does incentivize people to continue to play um yeah. and the the one thing i will say is i like that system more in an event space where you are covering the tournament so it is being broadcast to people so from a viewership perspective it is much more fun to consume it's also fun to play but i think it is even better as a like entertainment like sure. piece uh, yeah and like let's get like the amount of times i've been like oh they want you for coverage match and i'm like sorry we're just drawing this round like like yeah it, you know what i mean stuff like that happened. or like even that cookout they made people play a round that didn't count for coverage excuse me what <laughs> right so like yeah because they just id and they were like okay cool we're not going to play this round but what if so, I, but they were like I, I probably would have complained about that. Win because, in, I agree. Why yeah. not find a win in it? It's a whole different thing, right? This I, I would have complaint. complained about that because I would have been like, <laughs> yeah. but I want to go eat. 
right? Yeah. Like it's oh for sure. <laughs> like that was <laughs> That's also what a festival. They tried to make us play, and I was like, no, I'm going to take my break. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, and that was part of why I was so frustrated in that round yeah. five because I was expecting mm-hmm. it to be like every other tournament I've ever been to. Yeah. I yeah. am going to be up here. I'll just draw. I'll go get some chicken fingers, yeah. and I'll be nice and yeah. fed for finals. And yeah. I was not so not only was i unaware of the system that was going on i was also hungry on top of that <laughs> uh literally all i'd eaten up until that point was a pop tart uh mm-hmm. so i in some like zebra cakes early in the morning so i was like running on nothing mm-hmm. and so i just cal, cal justice made an appearance uh yeah. seth uh was the head judge thank you for being patient with me i apologize <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I listen, it's not just here. It it does yeah. happen in real life where sometimes uh, I just kind of lose my mind. Uh, <laughs> also, I will say that the, the specific iteration of like play the people you have win matching with, uh, I think it's not as necessary of a conversation when you talk about seven, eight round tournaments, yep. right? Or even six, right? But I'm talking about if you're going to play one day, you're only going to do four or five rounds. Like why draw lock people? That sucks so bad. It does. And it's just like, you know, uh, get two wins early and then not play magic for three rounds worth of thing is just like, why would you ever want to encourage that behavior? Yeah. Ever. (laughs) The the other thing. Oh, go ahead, Tyler. I was going to say, since you guys beat the shit out of that one, (laughs) um, I I think we can probably talk about the round time um, because that's an easy one that jumps out. So we, we've seen a lot of different approaches to this, and I think Eminence has been dialing in a couple different options, but I, I, I feel like... Star City cons- picked the worst one. Yeah, yeah. I think Star I think City gave us the, is, the literal worst one. I think the, the consensus is that um, round zero, no additional turns is the way to go, because yes. a, an, an entire round of additional turns, one for each player, is is so long. It can be so long because so you long. can take so many game mm-hmm. actions in a CD's yeah. turn. Um, mm-hmm. and they chose not to do that. They chose to do, um, 75 minute rounds X, with yeah, one. X minus one turn. Right. So, yep. yeah. So active player finishes their turn and then each other player that remains gets a turn after that. Yeah. Um, and that, that made, made it very difficult to predict when the rounds were going to end, which in yep. turn meant that people yep. really couldn't go and like, just mm-hmm. go get food, yeah. you know, yep. because they didn't right. really know when the next round was going to yep. start. Because the next round right. starting was completely contingent on yeah, on the last one. Right. It was and it was a completely non-digital setup too, right? So it's not like we could like walk away and have it on our phones, right? Like we had to hope that we had a friend yeah. <laughs> who was staying in the space and not eating too, you know. Uh, the the thing about it that is wild to me is this this is one of the things, and I'm gonna get on a a a, a soapbox here. So here let's mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this is why we need. I did not mean to turn my game all the way. Is this okay? This oh God, is. I can hear the, that. I can way hear the too much. Too high. Okay. Too high. Way too Wrong high. Line. Wrong way. <laughs> okay. Um, and cut. This is why we need a multiplayer IPG and MTR. Yeah from wizards and from yeah. judge academy it sh- listen people and, and and this is going to be i've set been saying this for literal years i'm going to continue to say it because now it's the most prescient than it's ever been is 
there should not be these inconsistencies between events, right? What other format in Magic do you have this amount of inconsistency between the amount or what events you are going to? It's not in Modern. It's not in Legacy. It's not in Standard. It's not in Pioneer. It's not in Vintage. It's not in any other formats. It's literally just in multiplayer. We have fucking rules. We have we have fucking rules for two headed giant, two headed giant. But we can't get MTR rules for the game's most popular format. That is fucking insane. And to me, it is incredibly more frustrating, given the fact that there was they literally just updated and released an update to the MTR and IPG today. Uh, as we're recording this on uh, Wednesday, September 6th. And it is incredibly frustrating to me because it, it is quite literally like a, well, we don't want to deal with it issue is literally what it is. And because the community has been putting up, what'd you say? I was just going to say for um, the, the listeners slash viewers at home who like me are mostly in here for the sports talk, um, and may not know. Do you want to say what an IPG and an MTR are? Oh, oh, uh, uh, yes. So uh, the um, MTR is the Magic Tournament Rules, and the IPG is the Infraction Procedure Guide. And both of those is how you determine penalties in a game of uh, competitive mag- magic, and is mm-hmm. also how, uh, like, so you know how every modern or pioneer or insert 1v1 game of magic you've ever gone to has X amount of rounds, depending on how many people are there. And mm-hmm. is this number of minutes, you get 15 minutes in the round and here's how turns work. That is because mm-hmm. of the MTR. And you know how when you look at a card and, oh, I wasn't supposed to see that card, judge, and you get a warning for that. That's because of the IPG. We do not have a system like that for commander, for multiplayer. We are literally winging it. And it does two things. It, 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 well, three things really. One, it puts TOs in a horrible position because what it does is it means TOs have to figure all this shit out on their own, which is Mm -hmm. completely unreasonable because they don't have to do that for any other format. So they're disincentivized to run these events because of that, because they have to put in extra legwork that they don't have to do for these other ones. Right. Two, it's a disservice to your judges because those judges now are put in terrible positions where your rulings actually can't be backed up because yeah. you have like for there are weird niche things that happen in commander that don't happen in other formats that are hard to issue infractions for. And so like there there it's literally like Simple things like card errors, things like that are real easy. But when it comes to like things that maybe in another format, you would get a game loss. That's a lot more impactful in this. And now a judge has to determine how do I issue an impactful warning that isn't also going to completely take this game. Yeah. Yeah. So. There is also like even even things like what's been coming up a lot lately, which is like revealing hidden information right like there's been like a lot of dialogue around like oh i have a card in my hand can i show tyler but can i not show cal right like that's 
that is something that is just not defined within the rules of magic because for some fucking reason they're like hey commander is our most popular format but let's not make any rules for it on a tournament level even though we're pushing the power level of the format to, to encourage you to play every tournament. tournament yeah and it's just like what do you do it's fucking insane <laughs> is what it is and yeah to, to finish my point it is thirdly a disservice to the players because now the players are put in these weird scenarios where right. scg's events are weird and completely different from eminences and eminences are weird and different from monarchs and theirs are different yep. from the other two so there yep. is no consistency so when you yep. go to a cedh event unless it is you are only going to ones from a specific to you have no fucking idea what you're getting and even then yep. you have people like eminence who are trying things out and testing yep. different things at events so even then your play experience is different and varied based on the event you're attending that is okay. unreasonable and should not be the standard i i will also say right here and right now i'm going to pitch my perfect one because i didn't want to leave this conversation without pitching what i think is the perfect way to do this okay, okay. so Round zero. As soon as you hit turns, game should end. I think we all can agree on that, right? No mm -hmm. extra turns. Extra turns suck. Uh, I think the way that I've heard it most efficiently explained is uh, rounds either being 80 or 85 minutes. I think that difference is rather pedantic. I think 75 is too short. Yep. I think 85 is my preference. Yep, um, even though I have yet, I, I well, think I've had one game go to time period in in like a long time right? i actually prefer uh, 100 minutes but i i understand why people don't. you're you're the other extreme yeah. though sure uh but i think i think 85 minutes then you hit turns right and by turns i mean you are in turn zero and here's where you can reduce the variance of the format as far as time length on turn zero by exponential amounts what you do is you say okay at turn zero as soon as we hit time in the round so as soon as we hit that 85 minutes you have 10 minutes to conclude that turn. If you do not conclude that turn within 10 minutes, it is a draw. I don't care what's on the stack. I don't care what's being presented. The game is done. It is not like this is not an unprecedented thing. It happens in dozens of other TCGs at the competitive level. It's, it's also just... like, like, think about sports, right? Like not to bring sports back into it, but like we are <laughs> kind of comparing it to other competitive yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, it's a high competitive basketball. Thing, yeah. uh, I mean, basketball is a little bit different, but like, football in the regular season right the nfl uh guess what when you hit overtime at the end of that 10 minutes the game is over and the, like that is the standard yeah. in like think about yeah. like uh like football football right like soccer like when mm -hmm. when uh extended period time or whatever mm -hmm. uh, stoppage time is added when that clock runs out the game is over and if it's tied, it's tied. And if it's not, it's not. And that is it. The only time there is not that scenario is literally when you're in playoffs, which we already don't do turns for playoffs. So right, it's like exactly. it is insane that we have the like that we have this idea that it's like, oh, well, no, we got to clean up the stack. It's like, no, we absolutely can just end and at a time. Yeah. Yeah, so in that scenario, right, in the one I just pitched, 95 minutes is the max a game can take, period. So your players know if it's 10 minutes past when the round timer ended, okay, unless players have an insane judge extension, the game should be over. I should be in the space by now after 95 minutes, right? There's no ambiguity to that. There's and no that's like, fucking oh, two hours. That is two hours. 
What do you mean? Ni- or it's minutes? almost two hours of t- in like IRL time, right? Or I guess it's an hour and a half of IRL time. It's an hour 35. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> it's an hour. I did bad math there. Um, <laughs> but like you were talking about a hundred minutes effectively, because by the time yeah. you get started with the next yeah. round, you yeah, yeah. looking at a hundred minutes. That gives time for people to go eat, to go do things, to be able to feed themselves, to hydrate themselves. Mm -hmm. Like that is a big concern at these long ass events. And Mm -hmm. you are not giving people that ability to do those things at these events as it stands. Yeah. I think the 8510 method is like, uh, in my opinion, the golden standard. I I think it's the answer. And it's just like, it's frustrating hearing TOs complain about like, and maybe this is me spending too much time talking to Mikey, but like he'll complain <laughs> about times going over, turn zero is taking 30 minutes because of Clark turns. And I'm like, just end it at 10 minutes, be done with it. No, yeah. game over, GG's, right? Like, yeah. Like, sorry, Storm players, you had you had 90 minutes to figure this shit out. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing it, turn zero. Right. I, I fully agree with that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, and I keep, I keep saying this. But we don't need to reinvent the wheel. I said this with the MLC, right? They were like, oh, why did that league structure work? Well, because I just literally was like, oh, hey, you know what has been doing this thing for like 100 years and mm. has not had issues? I'm just going to take the NFL. I'm just going to do that. And like there were scheduling issues that we ran into, but that's more of a we aren't getting paid professionally to do this, right? So mm. it's like when you really break it down, the whole idea of like, oh, we got to figure it out. We got to do it all this way, blah, blah, blah. We're reinventing the wheel. The method is right there. We have the answer. We just keep yep. trying to do it differently. It's the same things over and over. People trying to, oh, my idea is better. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Just do it the way that's been working for hundreds of years, <laughs> for fuck's sake. Like Cal said, fuck your idea. <laughs> it's not working. Get Cal out. was wrong about sports, too. I don't know if you caught that. What was I wrong about sports about? Not all soccer matches can end in a draw. If they can't end in a draw, they go to penalty kickouts. The match doesn't just end when the timer runs out on the stoppage. Well, that, depend, that, that depends on if it's regular season or depending on the I know more about sports than you do. It, I mean, it does depend <laughs> on the match, though, because there are some matches where, like, in the regular season or on a certain part of the season, that it just ends in a draw because there's a lot of soccer matches that just ends in draws. And then I don't know they, about they you, do, Ian, but I heard them say ends in a draw, mm, period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, I think they're also I editing agree. this, so probably not, <laughs> not going to go my way anyway. <laughs> like you could use, like I think, like you could use the example of like hockey as like the other comparison. But uh, like no. hockey, no, like no. I don't know. I, I don't know that I'm no, using no. hockey as my basis for fucking anything. It's like literally out yeah. there. Um, Listen, punchy ice golf is is great at doing exactly what I mean. It's punchy to. <laughs> ice, like fucking what's it called? Uh, hockey, <laughs> I guess. You look broken. <laughs> what happened? Where, Cal, did you just have a moment in your head where you were like, "It's like field hockey, but on ice," and then re arrived yeah, that it's just exactly, hockey? I thought so. Exactly what I, I, thought, exactly what I, I thought. I spotted that. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly what happened. I love uh, you, my brain, my brain being like, oh, it's exactly like field hockey. Oh, uh, just talking about which is a variation of hockey. Hell yeah, crushed it, killed it. 
I, I, I'm, I, I'm good at mouth words. Um, <laughs> uh, so, okay. We, I, I've, I've gotten my, my, my rant out. It's not a rant that I'm sure I, it might be the first time I've actually gone on that rant. rant singular is, is very funny. Well, okay. So a couple of those rants might've been the first time that I've actually made those rants on this channel though, because yeah, I, I actually, if you know me IRL, you have heard those rants before. Those are not new Cal takes. Um, but I don't know that all of those have been on the channel before. So there, so for some viewers, those might be new Cal hot takes. Just know that those those Cal hot takes have been in existence for like years. Um, Tyler and I who had to hear them all week. I was going to say, just because Ian and I heard them over the weekend. Over and over and over. These exact same words. I I only know how to talk about so many things. uh, (laughs) As evidenced by the fact that I continually talk about sports and use sports metaphors and survivor metaphors and uh, all of those things because everything is. I also only have so many things. I feel like it's really important that we've established like in, in the mind sculptors lore that like we've, we've canonically discovered that tier lists are the, the horniest thing we can talk about as far as magic is concerned. Right. As far as like what the audience is just like full pop in a boner for. Right. Excuse me. I feel like, yeah, tier lists and people are just so horny for. Have you not watched that episode where uh, Ian literally like starts the episode out where he's like, I know you're going to see this thumbnail and see the word tier list and get real horny for it. And, I don't uh, think so, but now I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so uh, the uh, the average audience is super horny for tier lists, and I feel like we've also now established the polar opposite. What is the what is sort of the driest topic and least horny of all the topics, which is the uh, multiplayer multiplayer infraction procedure guide. I feel like that is the most quick to uh, unhorny our audience. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to look at our uh, I'm going to see the stats for this video and it's just like us start talking about the IPG and MTRs. All the viewers just go. Yeah, yeah. OK, so here's what you can do. Right. And I'll, I'll give you this for later. Right. I'm just going to Tyler. Actually, if you want to join in, that'd be great. It just we'll just whisper the word tier list kind of sensually into the microphone. Oh, word perfect. Over again, and that way we can, can flash this in. in at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. perfect. Tier list. Yeah. Tier list. Tier list. Tier list. <laughs> And, <laughs> and that way when you're going through it you can take a couple of those audio clips and then like sort of just shove them right into the <laughs> how did you just shriek and almost fall out of your chair uh no my ca- my chair just broke um <laughs> yeah this is the chair this really is... has strong opinions about infraction procedures i was gonna say i thought we just got you that horny <laughs> No, I'm I'm like baseline that level horny all the time. Are you kidding me? You guys have hung out with me. Um, so I, I think that's a great place to just kind of call yeah, it. Yeah, uh, sort of to quantify how horny yeah. you are on a consistent basis. Yeah, a really yeah, good yeah. place to end it. Um, but thank you guys, uh, everybody who joined us uh, to watch this episode. Uh, oh, overall, SCG, I'm glad you guys are in the space and I'm glad you guys are doing this. I I, I think that the more competition comes into the space, the better it's going to be overall for the consumer, which is me um, and only me. Uh, but uh, no, but for real, I, I'm, I overall, I thought SCG con as an event was very good. I think there's things about the 5k 
that I would do differently that can make it better. But I think like, like conceptually speaking, like I think we're in a, it's, it's a, in a decent spot. It just needs stuff to be fixed. And I think a lot of that will come with time. The more they do this, like obviously people who are at Baltimore were like, yeah, this is already better than Baltimore. Um, yep. And so it's like, it's frustrating to some of us who have been to other CEDH events. So you're just kind of like, Hey, we already figured this shit out. So it's kind of frustrating to like, kind of like go to those events and feel like you're starting over almost. Mm -hmm. Um, but overall I, I enjoyed going. Um, I like the regional events that I can make, Mm -hmm. make it to like that. Uh, it is a lot harder for me to be able to go to, like Philadelphia frequently or Atlanta or like Chicago is easier. It's like three hours, but like the, the, the longer you make that trip, the, or the more you put those things on the coast, the more you are kind of alienating a lot of your audience because you're just kind of pushing Mm -hmm. it to your two coastal regions. And so I, it's very exciting to me that we've got events coming up in like St. Louis and we've got events coming up. Uh, like in more of these Midwestern areas Mm -hmm. uh, because those are the events that I think people are going to realize that Midwest magic players are a fucking crew and they travel all across the Midwest to go to those things. Mm -hmm. So I was uh, delighted to meet some Midwest magic players this weekend. Um, Mm -hmm. I will say maybe don't pick St. Louis next time. The the murder capital of the U S is not necessarily (laughs) where I'm trying to be, but um, love it. And, and SCG Ohio was uh, Columbus was awesome. And I, and I want to also definitely give credit to SCG that um, whereas after Baltimore, I think they were kind of collecting feedback on paper. It seemed like they actively had um, people who are CDH players who cared from within SCG who were um, soliciting feedback and trying to figure Mm -hmm. out what they could do differently. So I think the, the appetite to improve is definitely there, there, which really is kind of the most important thing that can go right, to be honest, you know? So I want to give them that credit for sure. Like the, 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 the best thing they did was staff CEDH players on their tournament judge staff that mm-hmm. immediately is like, okay, you're already doing good. Cause you got mm-hmm. people who are familiar with the shit. Cause when you get people mm-hmm. who have no idea what the fuck is going on, trying to judge these events, it oh, is a train wreck. Uh, but, uh, with that being said, uh, Tyler, your, uh, play to win stuff uh where can people find you as far as what events you'll be com- going to coming up oh you're that tyler that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so i mostly play for play to win that's um uh play to win mtg.com for merch and play to win on youtube you can also find me on twitter at tbuck3 and on moxfield and discord at ransby um yep. i will be soon going to uh, Commander Sealed in two weeks, which I am very excited about. I love Limited. I love Commander Sealed. I love the causes that they're uh, working on. And I love yep. that they have a tattoo artist there. So I am really hyped for that. Um, that'll probably be coming up maybe somewhere around when this video is releasing. So uh, yeah. we'll see. Mm-hmm. But um, looking forward to that. Looking forward to Lotus Con. Hoping to also make it to Atlanta in uh, November for yep. the Charlie's cards. CCCC. I don't know. BCCC is that what you do? The AK is really what it is. What matters? CCS. Yeah, the AK. I'm hoping to make it for that as well. 
Um, but yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff on the horizon. Yeah. Uh, I, I would like to point out that Tyler is now uh, a frequent enough flyer on this podcast that like he is starting to encroach on Sculpty Boy territory. Like he is starting to <laughs> do we do we hand out the bandana? Uh, you know, because oh, we need savvy. another we need another <laughs> Sculpty Boy for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's that's our problem is we have so many Sculpty Boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ian, as far as uh, where people can support you, what events you're going to be at, what's going on? Oh, oh, hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Ian, and I am the co-host of this. But also, I have my own YouTube channel, Comedian MTG. Uh, Wait, you're that Ian? You're in- no. <laughs> I've been lying this whole time. <laughs> Don't call me out like that. <laughs> you caught me. All right. <laughs> uh yeah you can find me over at youtube.com slash community or twitter under the same handle uh yeah this uh that's the other place to really hear about tournament uh edh and if you want to hear the top 16 breakdown breaking down every single deck that made these semifinals and finals of the tournament we were talking about today uh that will be releasing as of uh, i guess technically it will have been released by the time you hear this but come over because this is recorded in the past in the past, I need to right? make so sure I get the, time the, the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Ian, just so I know, um, where on the horny scale is the top sixteen breakdown? Ooh, okay. So on this channel, uh, it's it's I would say like around like a seventy percent horny. Um, but on my own channel, because it's just me doing it, uh, and it's my main source of of sort of content on that uh actually you know I, I i'm not gonna lie i'm way more irreverent on this channel than i am on my own channel yeah. despite the name difference <laughs> that's what i was gonna say is those like the, the we, we talked about this over the weekend where your channel has the yeah. <laughs> it's funny name but your content yeah, yeah, is yeah. super serious and then yeah, yeah. us we have the like persona and the like a reputation yeah, of yeah, being yeah. super serious and like blah uh and but like we're more fu- like we joke around and are more funny. We're, we're deep in the chuckle. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> like it's we, we, we got our yeah. names naming conventions messed yeah. up. I think uh, uh, mine is a reference to me as a, as an individual, but I, I'm aware that branding wise, it was not my best decision. I, However, I have referenced you as the totally, um, totally serious Ian MTG yeah, yeah. is my favorite way to reference you. Uh, that's what yeah, I think you should make your Twitter name is totally serious. Uh, yeah. Ian MTG. Um, no, but the, see, I'm also more irreverent on Twitter. So that's, like, that's, <laughs> uh, I don't know that that's entirely true. Um, I would check my pin tweets before you say that. <laughs> oh no, I'll do that after. Yeah, um, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, um, also, yeah. yeah, before we we stop talking about me, which is the worst time of the day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, also, if you're interested in in being coached in CADH, you should uh, should check me out on uh, communitymtg at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter or Discord, any of those places. Uh, and that's kind of what I do for a job, so it's pretty okay. <laughs> yeah, he he definitely didn't help me uh, test anything out. Yeah, before. literally yeah, yeah. The, the night before. Um, <laughs> my top four uh where we were literally mm-hmm. sitting there just going what are the cards what are the cards what are the cards mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so um as far as me you can obviously uh you know support the sole proprietorship by uh subscribing to it on patreon 
<laughs> so you know our tax status. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of things on the unhorny part of the scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tax brackets. Uh, can't wait to advertise this because we talk about fucking rules, procedures, tournament setups, yeah. and tax brackets. It's great. Nice. Uh, it's a real yeah, sexy episode. an SCG for 40 minutes, and also we talk about taxes. <laughs> this week on the Mind Sculptors. That the hot hot DNF content. <laughs> uh, also, like like I said, just uh, support us on uh, the Patreon is a big thing. Uh, eventually, when Ian is not traveling, literally every single week, uh, we will sit down and rework our Patreon for you so that you have some better uh, rewards. Uh, but currently. Uh, it is going to be what it is because that's what we have the time for. Um, so uh, overall, I really and, and you know we can have a whole section of the Patreon where after the episode, you hear Cal and I rate how horny that episode was, and I know that's the content you're really here for. So if you want that, we can uh, we'll make a. Tier. The funny thing is, is I actually <laughs> think I I I can already imagine. I, I feel like there are going to be like the four or five people who are super hardcore that make it to this yeah, yeah. part of the episode and right, are going right. to comment. We want that. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm very, and okay for you for, uh, but overall, uh, really appreciate it. It was great getting to meet people in Columbus. Uh, mm-hmm. and it was also great to be in Columbus, to be in my hometown, uh, and to get to top four, my first tournament ever. And also top 16, my first tournament ever. Um, oh, also the 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 great paradox almost happened where you almost uh, came in physical contact with the other Callahan and therefore created a rift in oh, black yeah, yeah. hole and space. Uh, that's true. But luckily, uh, I managed to walk in between you two at that moment. Yeah. And therefore, you split the atoms that are uh, <laughs> yeah, cow, yeah, yeah. the cows. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, it, it it is funny though in the the pick the the tweet you made uh, congratulating me on my top four. You did tag Callahan, but not me, which is beautiful that you did that. I literally, you're sitting next to me in a roosters making this tweet and I see the, the, the tweet, but I haven't gotten a notification because I wasn't tagged in it. Other Cal was tagged in it though. Um, Oopsies. So the meme <laughs> continues, uh, but yes, uh, it, it it's beautiful. But uh, I I also did appreciate. Um, but with that being said, uh, we really uh, that's all we got for you this week. Uh, how do we how do we want to outro this? Uh, do you guys want to do like uh, I, I I don't know what we should do for an outro. We we did. I feel uh, like- Let's let's rely on Tyler. Tyler's got yeah, it. yeah. Tyler, yeah. you're a guest. We, yeah, let's all make our we... best metaphor for what hockey is like. Oh, okay. cool. <laughs> it's like field hockey, <laughs> but on ice. Yeah, with yeah, knives yeah. on your feet. So hardcore. <laughs> but I guess you okay, play most right, of right. other sports with forks on your feet, anyway. Like, isn't this what cleats are basically? Yeah, but they're like big. They're like the like the. They're plastic and they're like this wide. Why are sports people so like obsessed with utensils? Do you think? Why are why are cleats reversed uh, Crocs? You know what I mean. 
Oh, they are like inverse Crocs. Rever- inverse Crocs? Yeah, yeah, if you find right? the exact right like, pair of take, cleats, you take, cleats you and take Crocs. You rubber from what the Croc holes are taken but out see, and you just the, put them the, in the bottom the, of the shoe and that's what the cleat is. The difference here is, is I don't... <laughs> I, you don't have the, the rubber sticking out of the top of the cleat, though. This has been the Mind Sculptors. I'm Cal. Uh, I, I'm Ian. Hockey is is like a box of chocolates. Uh, I'm deathly allergic to them and would shit for an hour if I had them. See you later. <laughs>